Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Guess what? It's my birthday. We're going to party like it's my birthday because it is my podcast birthday. Three years of doing this podcast. I cannot believe it. It is by far my biggest labor of love um, each week that I do. Sometimes it can take me like y'all. 15 to 20 hours preparing for one podcast if it's a, a kind of a nerd out episode I'm doing by myself, which to you might sound ridiculous, especially if you listen and you're like, that did not sound like it took much thought at all. <laughs> but I tend to overanalyze um, these things. Um, so anyway, I, I it's just such a blessing that um, I, I get to do it. It's, it makes me sit with the Lord and it makes me really think about these um, nutrition and health topics. And it, it helps when you teach somebody something, right? Because you have to really um, break it down in a way people understand. I hope that's what I do for you. And I hope that you enjoy listening. And I'm so grateful that you listen. I hope it's as much of a blessing um, to hear it as it is to prepare it for you. And I'm so grateful for you. And so what I want to do is what I do each year on my podcast birthday is number one, go through um, each podcast from this past year and just kind of hit the highlights, tell you the um, the most important pieces or um, the biggest tips or inspiration from each one. That way, if you're new to the podcast, you can get a feel for the things that we talk about and then maybe go back and listen to ones that interest you. Or if you're a longtime listener, been listening since the beginning, uh, bless your heart, then maybe you'll remember one or, or come across one that resonates more with you now that you might want to go back and listen to if you're having a, a specific spiritual or physical health topic that you want to zero in on. Um, also, what I like to do is um, is give gifts out because what's a birthday without gifts? And so um, what I ask at this time is if there's any kind of gift that you could give me, it would be a podcast review. Because those podcast reviews and Apple podcasts help people find me. When you leave a review, it's like you told 100 people about the podcast or you shared it. Because when somebody goes in and search for podcasts, they say they search Christian podcast, the more reviews one has, the, um, the more likely it is to pop up. And so people just see it easier. So I don't ask for reviews for you to come in and praise me. I don't need any of that. You can leave a review and tell me what your favorite podcast was or something you learned or um, just anything like that. I'm not trying to fish for compliments. I'm simply trying to fulfill my purpose to reach more people in the world with this good news of real food, the way God made it. Um, and this, you know, health, spiritual, physical and mental health, you know, spirit, mind, body. And you can help me do that simply by leaving 
a review, it takes like two minutes. And so what I like to do is um, this week, I go in um, from Sunday to Friday, and every day I read the reviews, which just makes my heart so happy. Number one, I'm so grateful. But then I also pick a winner each day and um, send a gift to in the mail. So I've got all kinds of fun things, supplements and beauty products and just um, some of my favorite things. And so um, please leave a review. I appreciate that so much. And I will be announcing the winners in my Sunday email, my Sunday send out, um, since I'm not on social media right now, which in and of itself has been an interesting experiment so far, because, I, you know, I keep finding myself picking up my phone and going there and then like, oh, Oh, yeah, it's a weird feeling. But of course, it makes me think about Jesus. Um, so I'm thinking about him all the time <laughs> as I figure out how many times I am picking up my phone to go to social media and I'm not doing that. So it's been a really healthy experiment, I would say. But anyway, um, please leave a review. I'm going to send you a present if you are the winner. And um, I appreciate that so very much more than you know. Um, I'm talking fast and we got to get started here because there is a lot to go through. I'm looking at 15 pages of notes. So hang with me. I just want to hit you with the best stuff from this last year. So we're going to start with episode 105, Growing Strong with Cambria Joy. Cambria is a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. And she struggled with disordered eating, but was able to overcome it by submitting her body and her health to the Lord. I think that's a beautiful thing that we can all do um, if we're struggling in any way, just to, in prayer, just to sit quietly and just give it over, give our body and our health over to God. Um, she is in the same camp as I am about not emphasizing numbers. And so I asked her, you know, what is your secret to help avoid that? You know, how can you get around not tracking every macronutrient and such and calorie. And she says that she eats protein with every meal and with every snack. And that is it. I also asked her what her strength training exercises or which ones would give us the most bang for our buck. And she said moves that we do in everyday life, like squats, pushes, pulls, lifts, and rows. Now we make all these movements in everyday life, whether we realize it or not, but in an exercise way, we would just do them more intentionally or maybe with weights or, you know, um, going deeper into that move. Okay, number 106, should we eat pork and shellfish? Um, an informative podcast, maybe not the most popular. <laughs> Nobody wants to be told not to eat bacon or shrimp, uh, including me, y'all. But here's the conclusion. Even though Jesus declared all foods clean, um, and I think he meant that spiritually, right? Not necessarily physically. Um, because there are no foods that can come between you and the Lord, whether that's sugar, soft drinks, hot Cheetos, whatever, right? You're not a better or worse person by the food that you eat. They have no bearing on your salvation. But that doesn't mean they're clean foods, right? We have to consider that God um, gave food rules that we see in Leviticus for a reason, a cleanliness reason. And we know that pigs are monogastric animals and process their food in about four hours, unlike a ruminant animal like a cow, which takes closer to 24 hours. So there's not a lot of detox time to help filter out bad bacteria, tapeworms, and other parasites. Um, and they get ended up stored in the pig's body, like especially in their fat. And then on the shellfish side, uh, side shrimp, for example are bottom dwellers. They're scavengers. They basically eat the garbage of the sea. And so that doesn't sound too appetizing. Um, 
But shrimp is a lot harder to rectify in my brain because they're such a good source of protein and certain nutrients like iodine. And so I just don't get it. It's like one of those things I want to ask God when I get to heaven. Like, why did you make something that's so good for you and then say we can't eat it? I don't know. But I think we just have to trust that he knows the bigger picture uh, when we may not. And there may be some things about eating these animals that we still haven't discovered. So um, that was really the kind of the conclusion. Now, do I still eat them sometimes? Um, yes, I do. But not as much. And certainly not without this podcast <laughs> flickering in my brain. Um, so I'm sorry if I gave you that flicker too. That every time you eat those foods, this uh, message comes to you in your mind. But I'm sorry. I'm just delivering uh, biblical information. Okay. Episode 107, the bile doxology. So bile is uh, produced by our liver stored in our gallbladder. It is the key to breaking down and utilizing fats, plus flushing toxins and excess hormones out of the body. We've got to have good bile flow. Unfortunately, a lot of people have poor bile flow, which hampers all of these important processes. I love this quote from um, Anne Louise Gittleman, the author of Eat Fat, Lose Weight. She says, there is already a 75% bile deficiency by the time allergies, arthritis, and inflammation in the joints and muscles develop. By the time cancer or chronic illness is diagnosed, a whopping 90% deficit has already occurred. I would add if you're constipated, that's pretty much a given that there's a bile deficiency as well. Um, and so I wrote this little um, this little tune. We sing this something called the doxology in the Episcopal Church. And one day I was we were singing it. And these are the kinds of things that would come into my mind. And so I was thinking about bile. And so here's the bile doxology. Praise God from whom all bile flows. Praise him that it's how toxins go. Praise him it's how we break down fat. Praise him, our body works just like that. Yes, I'm sorry if that gets stuck in your brain because it was stuck in mine for a long time. Okay, episode 108 was called Only by You and Only in This Lifetime. This was inspired by a quote I read in the book, Stewarding Life, and it says this, God didn't design us to have cookie cutter lives. He has given every Christian a big picture mission to glorify him, by making salvation known. But he gives each of us individual ways to fulfill that purpose. We must consider these purposes as priorities. God has given each of us a unique set of desires, aptitudes, and gifts to creatively fulfill our purpose. What God has called you to do can only be done by you, and it can only be done in one lifetime. Numbered days demand focused lives. And so this was the episode that I told you guys I got that download from God in the Costco parking lot. Do you remember? <laughs> I was in the middle of a super fast, which kind of goes back to the recent podcast I did about super fasting and how when we are have a longer fast, our brains are cleaner. We're just more open um, to receiving information from him. And I received it from him in the parking lot at Costco. And what I felt him saying was this, get more feet on the ground. Raise an alliance of Christian nutritionists who boldly keep me at the center of their work. Get more of you out there sharing the good news of me and real food and good health. Give them the tools to use to help me to help get more of my people healthy so that my people are strong and doing them the work that I have called them to do in this world. 
Okay, that's what I felt. Now, what's interesting about this is that um, when I felt that, I wanted to make that easy. <laughs> this is funny, y'all. This is a great learning experience. Okay, in my deepest heart of hearts, I have felt this pull for very a very long time, for years, to train people to work like I do, okay? To teach nutrition through a biblical lens, a Christ-centered approach. And over the years, I have gotten so many inquiries about this, you know, about where I was trained to specifically become a Christian nutritionist. And I've had requests for me to train other people. Um, you know, I was trained at a wonderful school to learn about nutrition, but I was trained by the Lord to become the Christian nutritionist. You know, there's no place that I know of that combines high-level nutrition training with a Christian foundation. And that is what I have, I, you know, deep down feel called to do and what I feel like the Lord was nudging me toward that day in the Costco parking lot. But, y'all, that is very big and overwhelming and sounds really hard. <laughs> so I turned it into creating an alliance, like a designation um, like pulling nutritionists that are already trained, pulling them together, people that are Christians and nutritionists, kind of pulling those people together, creating a designation um, that would identify them as Christian nutritionists. So I put that out into the world. And you know what? People don't want just the designation. They want the full training. That's the response I kept getting, you, you know, like, are you going to be training in nutrition? You know, and I was like, well, I'm kind of really looking for nutritionists already um, trained nutritionists. Um, but that's not the people that I was getting the response from. So, um, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to create a whole school? You know, like a nutrition school, a Christian nutrition school. That's really what I have felt to do. But, you know, I have struggled. Like, who am I to do such a thing? Um, but it's really what I I feel called to do. I just kind of wanted to ignore that part of it and make it easy. Um, but this quote comes back, you know, it's, it took me a while to figure this out. Like I, it's not the designation, it is the school. So I'm moving forward with that. And even though I'm having imposter syndrome, like who are you to do such a thing? Um, that's all enemy driven, right? Um, I hear God saying, if not you, who, who, who would do it? Right. And this quote, um, from this book, what God has called you to do can only be done by you and only be done in this lifetime. Number days demand focused lives. So I'm getting on it, y'all. Um, and I have asked Carly to partner with me. Um, her sciency nurse brain um, is just going to help me take it to the next level. And so we're doing it. We are creating the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. It is under creation, under construction, being built with kingdom bricks. And we couldn't be more thrilled about it. Um, we have begun the hard work of creating this curriculum. And it's hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, and so we're working on that. Just so you know, if you're interested in learning more about it, you can go to the programs tab on my website under the christiannutritionist.com and get on our information list for updates. So that's a really exciting new project that I have on my plate. And... Um, I appreciate your prayers on that because it is a the biggest project I will probably undertake in my life. I don't know, but that's how it feels at this point. Okay, episode 109 was, girl, you ate the wrong food. Okay, so in this podcast, we talked about using our biofeedback clues of hunger, energy, and cravings to help dial in which foods work for us and which don't. So we kind of, we abbreviate that hunger, energy, cravings to heck. We want to keep our heck in check. You know, if you're hungry two hours after you eat oatmeal, 
well, girl, you ate the wrong food. You should be able to go <laughs> like three to four hours, right? Um, if your energy spikes and then crashes after a few cups of coffee, girl, you drank the wrong food, drink. You know, um, it's that's not helping keep your cortisol regulated, your energy regulated. You know, if you feel like taking a nap after you eat a Subway sandwich, girl, you ate the wrong food. You know, there are just so many clues about what's working in your favor or not in your favor, but you got to be aware, right? You have to be aware and make those connections. Um, and so you can tweak your food choices to serve your best, most energetic, happiest mood uh, body. So keep your heck in check. Okay, 110, episode 110, things to know about your thyroid. This is the one I did after I was blindsided by my blood results that showed I had uh, thyroid antibodies, which would um, which would mean I had an autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's. Um, and probably the biggest takeaway, that's probably the biggest takeaway that I actually want you to take from this episode is that you need to have a full thyroid panel done when you get it checked. So many tests only look at TSH or maybe T4. Um, and you really need the full spectrum, including free T3, which is the active available hormone. And you want to have your antibodies checked. And you're probably going to have to ask for that because it's not typically included in a standard panel. Um, but your doctor may be going off of very few markers, just like the TSH and the T4, and not looking at free T3 or the antibodies and totally missing the problem of why you feel fat, fatigued, and foggy. Remember the three Fs we talked about in this episode. And so I go into a lot of detail in this podcast. Um, so if you have any kind of thyroid issues or you feel fat, fatigued, and foggy, you need to go listen to this because it could be your thyroid. So um, that is an important one. Okay, episode 111, food elimination drama. Okay, this would be a perfect one to revisit if you're going through a sugar detox like we are in Feast of Fast right now, or you gave up something for Lent like chocolate or wine, and you, um, or you're going through some therapeutic dietary protocol like I was going through my carnivorous experiment um, at this time, and you're struggling with it. Because I was struggling, and that's why I did this podcast. That's why a lot of these um, crop up is kind of what's going on with me. <laughs> um, but I had to check myself, you know, going through it. Um, with some scripture and some perspective. You know, at the time I was only eating meat and fruit. I did that for about six weeks and I was fully nourished. I wasn't missing any nutrients, right? So I, I was fully nourished, but I wasn't satisfied. I wanted something different just because, just because I wanted to taste something different. But I made myself think about people, for one, in different countries who get no choice of their food. You know, they're just glad to get food even if it's like a, a big spoonful of corn mush on their plate, right? They don't get a choice and they don't get to eat different things. I think about our soldiers who, you know, might get to stop briefly and eat an MRE um, when they're combing dangerous territory. I thought of the Israelites who only ate manna in the desert for a very long time. And then they, like me, were not satisfied with the food God had given them. You know, it obviously met all their nutritional needs. It sounded like it tasted good, like little honey cakes, you know, but they wanted more. They wanted something different or what, more than what God was providing. But in that time and place, it was all they needed, you know, and we did the same thing, right? When we give something up and we're focusing on a therapeutic diet or whatever we're doing, um, whether it's by choice or what, something that we need to do, um, and the goal is really to eat more real food, right? So that's a good thing. 
um, in, in focus on the beautiful life giving food that God has given us, you know, then, um, we, it's not like we're not nourished. It's just that we want to taste something different. Right. Um, and so like, instead of focusing on, okay, these are, I'm eating real good animal and plant foods. Like I was, I was eating, um, meat and fruit, you know, instead of focusing on that, I'm like, I just want something different. And this is what the, the Israelites did. Remember, they went so far as to say, send us back to Egypt. At least we had good food there. <laughs> and, you know, it made me think like, they basically were saying we'd rather be in bondage and have the food that we want rather than be free and not to not get to eat what we want. And y'all, we do the same thing. We often live, choose to live in bondage with our weight and health issues and a death grip on our favorite foods because we want them rather than be free in the discipline of less variety. Okay, I want to say that one more time. We often choose to live in bondage with our weight and health issues and a death grip on our favorite foods rather than be free in the discipline of less variety. Okay. This one was a really good episode. Um, just because it's real. It's like, I was going through this elimination drama, trying to get myself through this therapeutic diet. And I think it's what a lot of us go through. And we just need a little perspective, um, change, right? Um, especially if it's here in the short term, you can really get through anything. So if you're in the midst of any kind of elimination, check it out. And this takes me right to podcast 112, which was reasons to use an animal-based therapeutic diet, which is what I was doing. Um, I actually have a guest coming on in a couple weeks, Judy Cho, who wrote Carnivore Cure, who healed herself with a meat-based diet. And I can't wait for y'all to hear her story, but I know it sounds so counterintuitive because of all of the advice that we hear is to go plant-based. But when you look at the majority of therapeutic diets, they all take out plant foods like paleo, GAPS, keto, FODMAPs, uh, the specific carbohydrate diet, AIP, carnivore. Um, it's all taking out plant foods and it's either the sugar, the starch, the fiber, or the defense compounds in plant foods that are causing issues for people. And so for a lot of people going plant-based is going to make their health worse, but experimenting with an animal-based diet might be exactly the thing that you need. Okay. Um, so you can get more details in that episode. Episode 113 was lessons from Jesus camp. We had an amazing speaker at Jesus camp this year, Susan Heck. Um, she has the entire New Testament memorized. And so she challenged us to memorize scripture, you know, to get our heart and, and get the word, um, you know, centered on the Lord and in our hearts, you know, um, memorized in our brain and our hearts. And so it is always at the ready. But she said something so powerful that provoked a lot of deep thought for me. She said, the person you are in five years should intimidate you. So think about that. The person you are far, five years from now should intimidate you because that means there was an incredible amount of growth that right now feels like impossible that you could ever get there. Scary and impossible, right? I think that's really fascinating to consider. And so I would ask you, do you have goals and dreams that intimidate you? I mean, I sure do. The school thing is one. Um, it intimidates the heck out of me. Um, but, and I know that I'm going to have to become 
a different person. You know, I will be a different person five years from now in order to reach that goal, right? Whether it's in mindset or habit, if I'm going to accomplish these goals, something's going to have to change. I'm going to have to grow. So I think we should all have big, um, big, scary goals on the horizon. (laughs) Tell me what yours are. I would love to know. Okay. Episode 114 was called Programming Your Ideal Metabolic Rhythm. And I'm going to give you the, the three tips from this one. Ready? Number one, establish a consistent break fast time, breaking your fast, whether that is at nine o'clock in the morning, like it is for me, or 11 o'clock or noon. Okay. Just be consistent. Number two, aim for eating within an eight to 11 hour feeding window. So all of your meals are taking place within this eight to 11 hour time frame, leaving you a nice fasting window. And then number three, start your fast two to three hours before you go to sleep. Okay. All right, episode 115, Holistic Help for Allergies. Carly was our special guest and took us through an extensive explanation of how allergies happen and what we can do about them. We also did a podcast about the immune system in episode 127, and there's a, these two really go together. There's some crossover information, um, but some top tips include trying you know, a gluten-free and dairy-free diet if you have allergies or immune issues. Incorporating supplements um, like gut healing support, uh, mega mucosa is one that she recommended, megaspore uh, probiotic. Also, um, N-acetylcysteine, NAC, organic Olivia Zinc Plus. That's the one that we feel like we, you know, Olivia should be a sponsor for this podcast because we've mentioned it so many times. Vitamin D, vitamin C, leafy tincture, proteolytic enzymes, um, nasal and throat sprays. And so we've talked about that set of um, supplements in several podcasts, whether it was this one, the immune one, or my COVID podcast. And um, I have all of these on my master wellness and supplement guide. And so if you have not yet downloaded that from my website, then um, you should. It's a great, it's a great resource um, to do that. And then also you can make an account with Fullscript. Um, to get all of these at a discounted rate, or most of these. Not all of these are on full script, which is kind of an online discounted, or I make it discounted for y'all um, supplement place. Um, okay, 116, The Genesis of a Better Body. This podcast kicked off my eight-week Genesis prescription program. I believe that everything we need to know about good health is laid out in Genesis, and that our body must have these foundations to be fully healthy. Um, and so, you know, it's basically my biblical health foundational program. And, you know, I consider writing a book about it, but instead I decided it's much more effective to take people through it live, you know, to do it together. And so that's what we did and will continue to do in the summers in the Christian Health Club. So we'll do it again starting this June. And Carly and I are using the Genesis prescription as our framework to write the curriculum for the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. Um, there's going to be nothing like this out there, y'all. We are putting our cumulative health and nutrition knowledge together with these biblical foundations. It's going to be amazing. Um, And when I had this idea, you know, this Holy Spirit light bulb moment, because of course that's who gave me um, this idea and gives me this lens over my eyeballs when I was reading through Genesis. Um, It was like three years ago and I wrote a blog post about it and I didn't really know what would come of it. Like I said, I considered writing a book, but there's There are just so many health books that people read and they're like, okay, and they don't apply it, you know, but there's so much power in doing it and putting it into practice, as James said in the Bible. And so I love creating that space for Christian women 
well, and men, men are invited too, um, to come together and fellowship in putting these things into practice, whether it's Feast to Fast or the Genesis prescription. I also have a new program coming out in May, um, you know, and we focus on scripture the whole time, and I love it. So be looking for the Genesis prescription to start in June. This episode and the next seven were about each of the steps of the Genesis prescription. This one was about water. So generally speaking, we want to shoot for around half of our body weight and ounces of water. So if you weigh 150 pounds, getting around 75 ounces a day is what you want. You don't want to exceed much more than 100 ounces because it can flush out too many um, minerals, electrolytes. Um, You know, there's certainly nuance to how much water somebody needs, but this is a good place to start. Half of your body weight in ounces of water. And the next two episodes were the bioelectrical benefits of earthing and solar sinking. And y'all, I just cannot stress enough the benefits of getting sunshine and grounding. They are two of the most overlooked healing sources that we have, and they're so simple to do. Um, You know, God did not make our healing to be hard or inaccessible, right? I mean, anybody can get sunshine and put their bare feet in the earth. That's it. Um, And so I'm only going to be talking about more of this in the future because as I've been reaching, uh, researching uh, for our school curriculum, I'm just continued to be blown away by these God-given resources and what they do for our body. And these two um, these two episodes are really beautifully player, paired with scripture, um, if I do say so myself. But all of the Genesis prescription is because it's just, it's full, all of these are full of scripture, right? Because that's the inspiration for, for all of it. Episode 119 is seasonal plant cycling. In this episode, we talked about the idea of plant regionality and seasonality, and it's how it's only a modern phenomenon to have access to every kind of plant food in the world at any time of the year, right? Um, Also, how our microbiomes are really designed to thrive on regional and seasonal food. This is really fascinating to think about and makes good common sense. You know, I think a lot of us blindly follow certain health advice that doesn't really jive with common sense. Um, We trust these gurus over our master health guru, God, in the common sense that he put in our brains. And it just makes sense that um, our bodies can get what they need through our regional and seasonal foods. We've kind of lost sight of what that is with all this, you know, globalization of food. But um, I think at least we could get back to eating seasonally. Okay, episode 120 was um, kind of the result of my carnivorous experiments. We kind of interrupted our Genesis prescription programming for me to fill you in on how that went. Um, It didn't have the effect on my thyroid antibodies that I was hoping. In fact, they increased. Um, But there were also some other factors to consider. Like I was under a lot of stress at that time. Um, And so that could have contributed to it as well. Stress really um, contributes to autoimmune conditions. But my actual thyroid numbers were fine. Um, And I have to say, even though um, going back, you know, with this carnivorous experiment, um, even though I struggled with that lack of variety that I was talking about earlier in the food elimination drama, I was having some drama about the lack of variety. But I have to say, I never thought about sugar less in my life. I'd never had cravings less in my life. I, yes, I was kind of craving variety, but I wasn't craving sugar. Um, it was just a whole different like brain chemistry going on, um, which was fascinating. I hadn't really experienced anything like that. I also leaned out 
um, lost a few pounds, which I wasn't trying to do, but I, you know, your body just uses um, protein so efficiently. And so, um, I did lean out. My skin has never looked better in my life. It was so clear. And so it definitely had its benefits. Um, again, we're going to be talking with Judy Cho soon about the benefits of using a carnivore diet as an elimination diet. Um, and also I've got some podcasts planned for April. We're going to be talking about optimizing protein, um, and making muscles. Um, for my new program I have coming out in May. Okay, um, speaking of meat, so we circle back around to episode 121, getting back to the Genesis prescription. And this one was about the meat God said to eat. So it kind of goes back to the pork and shellfish episode, um, which are meats that God said not to eat. But he did specify to eat ruminant animals like beef, bison, goat, lamb, and deer. Um, so please don't come at me with your red meat is bad for you because God said otherwise. He's obviously also a fan of quail and birds of that nature. You know, he um, he did give the Israelites some quail to go with their manna at one point. Um, fish must have scales and fins. So obviously shellfish is out. Catfish is out. People like a good catfish fry around here. And I've just always thought like catfish tastes like the ocean floor. So that's not really a hard one for me to skip. But shrimp and lobster, it just kind of makes me sad. Anyway, I think it's interesting when, you know, biblically-based health professionals say we shouldn't eat meat. And I'm like, uh, have you read Genesis 9 and Leviticus? I might want to go back. Okay, um, episode 122, The Breath of Health and Fat Loss. Y'all, this one blew you away. <laughs> Pun intended. And it blew me away too. Because first of all, in researching this, I learned about the breath of God, which is Ruach. I hadn't really come across this concept before. So I, I learned so much just by researching more of this. And it was just so beautiful uh, for me to discover everything about Ruach. Um, but also that 84% of fat lost, the way that we lose most of our fat is being exhaled through our lungs, through our breath. So for every 10 pounds of fat lost in our bodies, eight and a half pounds of it comes through our lungs. Does that blow your mind? Uh, right? Um, and we also talked about how mouth breathing creates major health problems like sleep apnea, ongoing sinus issues, and weight gain. Um, and that the ideal breath is five to six seconds inhale through the nose and five to six seconds exhale through the nose. Okay, episode 123, the Genesis prescription for sleep. We talked about how we do most of our detoxifying while we sleep. And so um, if you're not getting your seven to nine hours, you're missing out on good detox time. Not getting enough sleep affects your um, hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, and can affect your cravings and eating cycles. It also increases cortisol, the stress hormones with uh, stress hormone, which also increases sugar cravings and can make you hold on to more fat. Um, we also talked about some ways to help promote better sleep, like not eating too close to bedtime. Remember that in order to fall asleep, our core body temperature must cool down by almost one degree, but eating causes our core temperature um, to rise, you know, because our blood rushes to our gut to help digest our food. And so that's a reason that we want to finish eating earlier um, so that our body can finish digesting and cool down. Also, not exposing yourself to blue light from screens and too close to bedtime that interferes with melatonin and making sure we're breathing through our nose um, and handing over our busy brains to God. All of those will help sleep. Okay, 
Um, episode 124, Functional Exercise in the Bible. So we just kind of talked about this again in the Hippocrates episode, how our ancestors would have gotten exercise naturally through their daily life and work. You know, lots of walking, walking everywhere. We talked about how much Jesus and his mother walked in their lifetimes and also how the women, you know, carried heavy jugs of water. So they would have gotten some, um, some weight training right through that. Nobody was doing Sean T videos or riding the Peloton or what have you. Not anything wrong with those things. Um, and if you get your exercise that way, it's it's awesome. Um, but you don't have to, right? Um, you can do it through these other just kind of natural movements, walking and a little resistance training. Um, it's very important to get movement throughout the day, you know, like our ancestors would have. Not just to carve out 30 minutes or an hour and that's like, okay, that's my dedicated exercise time and that's it, right? That um, it's much better for your body to get movement throughout the day. So um, I think that's one big difference is that our biblical ancestors were moving regularly. We kind of carve out one hour after we've been sitting all day. And that's, that's just really hard on our body. So we need to move regularly. Okay, episode 125, five problems with counting calories for weight loss. Um, you know, calorie counting has been the primary recommendation for weight management for so many years, but if it was as simple as counting calories in and calories out, there wouldn't be such an obesity epidemic. Am I right? Okay. I don't think it's helped that much. And so the, the main problems with it is it doesn't take into account hormones like insulin, which tells you to store fat. So you can be counting your calories and be within your calorie range. But if you're eating too many carbs, you're making insulin show up all the time to tell your body to store fat. Okay. Your gut bacteria. Uh, remember last year, I did a podcast talking about how certain strains of bacteria can make you hold on to um, calories or not let your body use energy as efficiently. And so um, your gut health plays a big role in your um, in your weight management. Sleep. If you're not sleeping well, you're going to increase your cortisol. You're going to decrease your dox, detox time. Um, this can be certainly problematic for your health and your weight um, if you're not getting enough sleep. And so you can count all your calories all day long. If you're not sleeping, that's not going to help you. Same with stress. Stressed out, the exact same things, you know, increases your cortisol, just depresses so many of uh, your, so much of your hormonal function. And so again, that kind of goes back to hormones. A lot of it's hormones um, that is not taken into account with calories and, um, and your breath. Um, if you're not breathing well and you can't ex exhale that fat that you're losing, that's a problem if you're not breathing um, appropriately. Okay, episode 126, Influencing Your Family's Health. So this one came about, this is one of the ones that came about out of my struggle to, um, the struggle with the loss of control as my kids become older, teenagers, and make their own choices about food, which are, are not great a lot of the time. Um, a lot of the time it's even out of their hands. My kids are in sports and they have to travel maybe like sometimes three hours there and back like on the bus to go to a sports event and back and so the school always pulls over and you know they get fast food usually um on those late nights when they get back and it's always like sonic and dairy queen and mcdonald's and you know it just leaves it you know somebody just played a football game and they're starving well i mean you know and yes i can pack it but my kids are just like it's all right mom you know so anyway sometimes they 
they have a little choice, but sometimes they make their own bad choices. I was like, what if um, our school district, you know, fed their athletes top-notch food? Can you imagine how much better everybody would perform? Anyway, but the a lot of this episode was just, you know, my worry that I'm leading my kids toward also a dysfunctional relationship with food because I'm that mom, you know, that's... Um, always talking about food and trying to get them to eat better and explain stuff. And, and I don't try to, I never say you can't have sugar. You know, we have probably way more sugar than I would probably shock a lot of the, my fellow nutritionists, because I don't want to say you can't because that's when it, you know, you want it more. And I don't want them to rebel in that way, but they're just teenagers. And so I think food choices are something they can control and, um, and their younger lives and rebel with. And, and so they do. And mine do. And so I just had to keep this, I keep this verse in mind from 1 Corinthians 3, 7, which says, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. And so I think as parents, we can be the seed throwers, but we're not the growers, right? I mean, we, we plant the seeds, we throw the seeds out and, and then we just have to trust God and just and trust that growing process that our kids, you know, have that basis of foundation, like my kids know. And I always say, well, if you ever want to clear that skin up, you know what to do. <laughs> you ever, your, you know, your belly hurts. Well, it's because of this. And so one day when they're in their twenties and thirties and forties and fifties, they'll be like, oh yeah, my mom told me this. So I'm just throwing the seeds y'all all over the place. Okay. Episode 127 was, um, girl, know your immune system. And that was with Carly. So we already kind of talked about, Um, what, you know, about that, she went into a great explanation of the immune system. And it's just so amazing the way God made our bodies. And just to remember, it's constantly working on our behalf. And it works even better when we give our bodies what it needs. Okay. Um, Number 128 was um, with Dr. Z, Dr. Eric Zielinski about um, the essential oils apothecary. Apothecary. Um, And what I appreciate about Dr. Z is he is a non-branded essential oil expert, meaning he is not tied to any brand. He educates without trying to sell a specific brand, right? And he combines science and spirituality to present the most comprehensive um, approach to essential oils um, that I know of. And we talked about a lot of stuff, you know, how essential oils cross the blood-brain barrier, how they can affect gut bacteria, how oil and water don't mix. So you really need an emulsifier if you're going to use an oil in a beverage so it um, gets evenly distributed, We talked about toxic chemical fragrance and how that fresh, quote unquote, fresh laundry smell is an absolute assault on your, on your system. So lots of good information there. In episode 129, it was a QA and a episode. I answered some questions about supplements and electrolytes and protein and skin. Um, And so really, I talked a lot about electrolytes. Our bodies need for electrolytes and, you know, salt in general. And it's not something to avoid because our body uses it for so many things. Um, And so we want to shoot for somewhere between 1.5 to 3.5 teaspoons per day of salt. Um, And... We use in our family, we use electrolytes. I mean, always have them on hand. And I either have the Element, LMNT Element, or the Ultima electric light packets. Um, In fact, I just took some packets to a friend down the street whose kids had a stomach bug. Um, It's just so important to replenish those electrolytes. And um, and so anyway, I just think um, those are a great thing to keep on hand, uh, better than, you know, Gatorades and all that kind of thing. My kids like the Ultima better than the Element. The Elements are pretty salty. 
Um, but I would say, you know, we really want to make sure we have enough salt and especially magnesium. Um, those seem to be the two that people are most in need of. Okay, episode 130, food and family tips from a health coach mom of six. Ah, this was a great conversation with one of my Feast to Fast coaches, Amanda Floyd, about how she practically feeds her family of eight. She has six kids. She also homeschools her children and she tries to feed them, you know, stay healthy and hang on, I got a shift over here. I'm sitting here a long time. Um, she is trying to feed them healthy and on a budget, right? With such a big family. And so she gave us some of her best tips. You know, she only shops two times a month. She keeps a master notebook of all of her family's favorite meals. And this was my favorite quote from the whole episode. She said, eating what they're served is a matter of respect for my time and effort. So we talked a lot about, you know, kids and how they don't want to eat what you serve and they want something different. And she's just got a really awesome, you know, firm approach. Like you're going to eat what I serve you because it's, you know, a matter of respect for my time and effort. I was like, yes, say it louder for the mamas in the back. Okay. Episode 131, why you need a low PUFA diet. Remember, PUFAs will make you poofy. They'll make you all fat and inflamed. PUFAs are polyunsaturated fatty acids, most of which that we get from industrial seed oils like soybean, cottonseed, vegetables, sunflower, safflower, canola, you know, all those seed oils I'm always telling you to avoid. Um, they're polyunsaturated fatty acids, unlike olive oil, which is monounsaturated, or coconut oil, which is saturated, unlike butter, which is kind of a mix, a blend of saturated and monounsaturated. We do need some polyunsaturated fatty acids like the omega-3s that we find in fish, um, but we don't need a lot of them. Um, and we talked about how most of the fats that are in the standard American diet today didn't, like these oils we're talking about that people get so much of, didn't even exist 150 years ago. I mean, think about that. In America, um, you know, the fat was primarily from animal fats, you know, meat and dairy, because even then it's not like there was a lot of olive oil orchards, you know, or coconut trees growing here in America, and they certainly weren't flying them in, importing them like we do today, right? Because there weren't airplanes. <laughs> so uh, we just, we need to think critically and with common sense, you know, when the powers that be, like in the government, um, push like that on us. I mean, a lot, of, they're wrong a lot of the time, you know, like the food pyramid in the 80s and 90s and the fear of fat they instilled. And then they told us to eat all these um, industrial oil fats, you know, it has led to the obesity, diabetes, and heart disease epidemic that we're in today. Okay, episode 132 was Cook Once Dinner Fix with Cassie Joy Garcia. Oh my gosh, it was so exciting to have Cassie Joy on. Like, I'm a total girl crush on her. Um, if you don't have her cookbooks, Cook Once Eat All Week or Cook Once Dinner Fix, they're both great meal planning um, for meal planning and just really good family meals that you actually want to eat. You know, like some of these... Some of these uh, health recipe books, you know, especially kind of in the paleo-ish or the grain-free arena, sometimes they have weird ingredients and things that your family's not going to really go for. But hers are really good, like good old down-home family meals, like stuff you want to eat. So I do highly recommend her cookbooks. Okay, 133 was binders, humic, and fulvic acids with Mike McNeil. Anytime Mike is on the podcast, you know it's going to be a hoot. <laughs> And it's going to be a totally 
total nerd out session and we're going to be talking about God. It's all it's always so good. But we talked about humic and fulvic acids, which are essentially extracts of broken down plant matter from the soil. And these extracts are full of nutrients, minerals, and carbons that are powerhouses for boosting immunity, aiding digestion and detoxification, and sustaining overall health. And this is the technology that Cellcor uses and why I absolutely love their line. I'm taking a group of people through um, Cellcor's four-month foundational protocol right now. It's just an awesome overall systemic gut, liver, immune-boosting cleanse and reset. It resets really just kind of too weak of a word because it's it's very proactive and definitely has some peaks and valleys associated with it because this carbon technology is so powerful and effective that there's definitely some um, some detox effects felt along the way. I'll probably take another group through the protocol after we finish this one. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can go to the contact form on my website and click that you're interested in the CellCore protocol. And I'll let you know when we do that again, if you want to go through it with us. Okay, episode 134, being the CEO of your health with Dr. Isaac Jones. And I loved Dr. Jones's concept of above, down, inside and out. When it comes to our health, we want to first look to God, to his provision, and to the fact that he made our bodies innately intelligent and wise, that he downloaded his love and intelligence into us, you know, that we have to give our insides what they need, you know, um, from God, his provision, real food. We need that on the inside in order for the outside to be healthy. You know, you've heard that good health starts on the inside, and this concept just takes it further, above, down, inside, and out. Okay, episode 135, the 50-50 Y'all, I think this was the most popular podcast of the whole year. Um, I introduced the concept of the 50-50, which basically means that life is not all rainbows and butterflies 100% of the time. Part of the time, you know, life is positive and part of it's negative. We're all going to experience pain, suffering, hurt, loss, sadness, failure, discomfort. It is part of the human experience. And it's how we show up in the hard 50 that determines so much about our life experience. And the thing is, a lot of overeating and over drinking happened in the hard 50. I shared how I was going through a rough time with one of my kids. Um, I still am, by the way, same kid. God bless me. Um, It's been a hard 50. It's been a hard 50. Um, And it led me to, you know, over drinking, you know, just like, oh my Lord, I need a glass of wine. Um, Even just a few weeks ago, we had another incident And, you know, where do I want to go? I want to go straight to the fridge for the Chardonnay. Like, make this pain go away, this frustration. And so we have to recognize these behaviors in ourselves because it affects our health and our health goals and the way that we show up or don't show up the next day, you know, to our family and our work and our godly purpose. Um, I would say of all the podcast episodes this year, don't miss the 50-50 is a really good one. Okay, episode 136, Supplement Discernment with Leslie Bumpus, one of my fave, um, one of my favorite NTPs. We talked all about the quality of supplements and why you don't want to go buy something, you know, willy-nilly at the store or at Amazon. You need to look at the ingredients. I had a client using a supplement and the first ingredient was soybean oil. She had no idea until I was on the phone. We were having a consultation. And I was like, okay, what she was telling about what she was taking. I was like, go get that and tell me what what's in it. And so she looked, she was like, oh, whoops. I'm like, yeah, whoops. You've been putting this inflammatory oil in you every single day. Oh my gosh. Um, 
you know, lots of supplements, I would say majority of supplements are made cheaply and with poor ingredients. You know, many will have the rancid oils or gluten or high fructose corn syrup. And so we have to be aware of that. We could be doing ourselves more harm than good. Also, Leslie, um, I asked her her top supplement picks, um, what her top four would be. She said a B complex, a mineral complex, a probiotic, and fish oil, um, and maybe cycling the fish oil. I like to cycle fish oil, and I like to cycle liver supplements. I kind of alternate those. Um, and I, I mean, I would say my top four would be liver um, or some kind of organ blend um, pill, uh, minerals, uh, we use the CT minerals from CellCore, and we also cycle, cycle in some cod liver oil and fish oil and a probiotic. Um, and again, if you haven't downloaded my master wellness and supplement list, you can go to my website under free guides and get it there. It lists everything that we use there. Okay, episode 137, why feasting is good for you. Um, so usually I'm talking about the role of fasting, you know, when we're talking about feasting and fasting in that equation, but this episode's dedicated to the feast and how it's just important to plan for it as it is the fast. You know, sometimes we feast and sometimes we fast. That is the natural rhythm of our lives. It's the runaway feast that never stops. That's the problem. But when we balance out fasting times with feasting times, it challenges our body to be metabolically flexible. It reassures our body that there's plenty of food in the world and there, you know, there's no chance of starving. So it doesn't need to slow down the metabolism like it might in the case of a prolonged, you know, caloric restriction. Um, planning the feast also just helps stop that yo-yo dieting cycle of deprivation and binging. Because the more you tell yourself you can't have something, the more you want it right? But if you know you can have it and you're planning it out, planning for the feast, it just shifts your mindset around food. Okay. Episode 138 was embodying your truth with Jessica Hoddle, who was our guest. Jessica asked us some really good questions, you know, like, are we partnering more with our spirit or with our flesh? You know, and I I think we can apply that when it comes to food because we we partner with our flesh a lot. Like I want this and I want this. Um, And she also said our bodies are great storytellers and that we ought to ask ourselves, what kind of story does our body tell? It's very interesting to think about, you know, the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we project ourselves out into the world. Um, Okay, episode 139 was the holiday gift guide. And now that we're moving into spring... Um, one of the things that were, was on that list were earth runners. Uh, they're sandals, which are earthing sandals. So you can get some benefits of grounding even when you're wearing shoes. And so now that it's warming up and we're back into sandal weather, you might consider those. And then I also want to highlight um, Beauty Counter. It's always on my gift guide list. But speaking of earthing, Earth Day is coming up soon. And um, they're just, you know, Beauty Counter is not only a super high quality, you know, skincare and makeup brand and just uses, you know, clean ingredients, but they're very earth conscious. And by 2025, 100% of their packaging will be recycled, recyclable, refillable, reused, or compostable. And that's just amazing. They are just a stellar company. And so if you'd like an added way to support um, this beautiful earth that God has given us, um, also to honor your body um, with cleaner ingredients, you know, you consider switching to beauty products um, to Beauty Counter, which um, are great products and also more sustainable and environmentally friendly. And of course, I always appreciate when you use my Beauty Counter link. I absolutely am proud to um, be a part of their organization. 
Okay, episode 140, the vitamin D episode with Carly. So we took a a big old deep nerdy dive into vitamin D. And the takeaways are that you don't want to over supplement. The reason that vitamin D might show a blow on your blood test. And also we went into the parameters of what that is. Um, It's probably lower than you think. I think, you know, between 40 and 70 is what we're looking for on a standard um, on a standard blood test that you would see your vitamin D. Um, but it's not always that you're just missing vitamin D. A lot of the times you're missing the cofactors that you need to be able to utilize vitamin D, like copper, magnesium, vitamin A. And so we might need to get those in place and not just take more D. But if you do need to take um, supplement, cod liver oil is a good place to start with that. Um, it's just a little milder version. Um, and it also has more vitamin A than it does D. They're just kind of work synergistically together. So that's a good place to start. But always, you know, of course, the sun is the primary way God created us to get our D. So get some sunshine. Episode 141 was it all comes down to mitochondria. So um, mitochondria are the energy makers in our cells. So our cells can't work if they can't make energy, if there's no energy to make them work, right? So Whatever body system we're talking about, whether it's your gut, your brain, your liver, or your skin, we need to make sure the mitochondria are working so that those those organs or glands can work. They need to have the energy to work. Many medical approaches overlook the fact that an organ can't work unless the mitochondria work. And, you know, and so instead of supporting mitochondrial function, you know, they'll throw out drugs like statins or acid blockers or metformin or antibiotics, you know. Um, and those actually further degrade mitochondrial function and make you, you know, are, are harder on your heart and your pancreas and um, all the all the things. Um, so the best ways to boost mitochondria are to be able, one, to be able to burn fat well and not to be able to be stuck in sugar burning mode. Um, so that's a major uh, goal that we have in Feast to Fast, right? To be able to be metabolically flexible, burn fat and not just sugar. We need to get the right nutrients from real food. Um, Sun is probably the best way to charge up your mitochondria. Exercise, sleep, fasting, cold plunging. You know, the usual suspects, all the good things. Okay, episode 142, Eat Like the French with Tanya Tanya Teshke. She's the author of The Bordeaux Kitchen, um, which is this beautiful cookbook. Um... And not only a traditional French cookbook, but just like a nutritional education. It's just this beautiful, um, it's beautiful to look at, like a, a beautiful coffee table book as well. We talked about the French paradox, why traditionally French people have always eaten, you know, meat and cheese and butter and cream and wine, you know, all my favorites, and yet stay slim and healthy. And it goes back traditional to traditional eating, you know, before these adulterated seed oils and all the processed foods came on the scene. That is what makes us obese and unhealthy, not traditional foods. We talked about seasonal and regional eating. You know, in France, there are certain regions that use, um, she called them um, like fat regions, like some, some regions use more butter, others use more olive oil. And, um, you know, just they they're kind of known for the different fats that they use. And also that cheeses are very seasonal based on the animal and the kind of grass they're eating and when the grass is available, right? Um, And all of that to me is biblical eating, embracing real food, what God provided regionally and seasonally. I love that. Okay. Episode 143, the GAPS diet with River Yo. Um, I love that you got to hear about the GAPS diet created by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. 
GAPS stands for Gut and Psychology Syndrome, and Dr. Natasha created it to help her son with autism. And she shows how the, the gut influences our brain and our nervous system health. And, you know, I'll say again, this is a meat-based diet in the beginning because, again, plants can often be problematic, especially uh, for people with compromised guts. Number 144 was the winter solstice detox. This is obviously, we were in December. We were really close to Christmas. Um... And this is one of the quarterly seasonal detoxes that we do in the Christian Health Club based around the Ember Day fasts, which were traditional um, fasting done in the church, you know, four times a year near the beginning of each season of the solar cycle. The church set aside three days um, to fast and ask for blessings upon mankind, to give gratitude for the blessings of nature. And so we do a plant-based seasonal detox at this time of the year. And also um, in this podcast, we talked a lot about the traditional ways that ancient cultures recognize the change in the solar cycle, especially at this time of the year when there's less sun. And then, of course, we talked about the importance of the sun and the sun, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we were so close to Christmas. And just, you know, kind of drawing that parallel of this and the importance of these lights in our lives. Okay. Episode 145, the B minus method to health and weight loss. So in this one, um, you know, we talked about how eating is something that you're going to do every single day for the rest of your life, right? And you're not going to do that perfectly every single day. But we kind of think we are. We set ourselves up to think that that's what's going to happen. Um, and so a lot of us are either very, you know, on or off, black or white, A or F, you know, with the way that we eat. If we're not doing it perfectly, then we think we have failed. And this is a recipe for yo-yo dieting. You know, like, well, I wasn't an A today. I didn't do it perfectly. So f- just forget the whole day. Just, just where, where's the ice cream and the chips and the vodka? You know, we mess up with maybe, and I say mess up and you know what I mean? Like maybe we eat something that we weren't thinking we would, that we are trying to avoid, And we ate it and it's, you know, maybe we ate a muffin and we weren't planning on it. And when we take that B minus, right, Um, what we might grade as a B minus, it's not a perfect, it was just a little, you know, we ate a muffin, but we take that B minus straight to the toilet and flush all of the effort and our previous good work down the tubes because we didn't do it perfectly. And then we're just like, forget it. And we go straight from an A, right? It's like if we're not the A, we're the F. Um, And, you know, it's just that one of the hardest things that we have to learn for ourselves is grace and being imperfect without allowing ourselves to pity party and to deeper failure. Because do you know how much health you could gain and weight you could lose with B minus work? A lot, my friend. You can accomplish much more in your consistent imperfection in that in that B minus, you know, than in your sporadic perfection, like sometimes being an A and then just going to the F right? Like if we can be pretty consistent and eating healthy most of the time, we're going to be okay. We just need to work in some grace. It's okay to be a B minus. Okay, episode 146. Why low carb works so well. So the first thing we did was define what low carb is, you know, um, kind of the different levels of carbs. So zero to 30 is considered very low carb. Zero to 100 is considered low carb. 
150 to 250 is considered high carb and then 300 and over is considered too high in the obesity range. In Feast to Fast, we stay in the low carb range, but with a little bit of tighter parameters, closer to 50 to 75 grams on most days, except for our feast days, we go higher. Um, and there are a lot of benefits, um, you know, about low, why low carb is so good for you. But the three big ones we talked about in this episode are, number one, it minimizes your processed food intake. Number two, it keeps insulin low. So we're not signaling our fat storage hormone so often. And number three, it can reduce gut inflammation. So those are all really good benefits of a low carb diet. Um, okay, the next one, this was our New Year episode with um, Amanda Wilcox, Medical Field Lies. And y'all like this one because Amanda, she's not pulling any punches here, right? She is like telling it like it is. Um, she talked about her daughter's vaccine injuries and also her best friend's son vaccine injury, which um, triggered autistic behavior um, and how her best friend was you know, able to detox him from a lot of that. We talked about her, her hormonal struggle, struggles. And I forgot to mention, she is a nurse. She was, um, she worked as a nurse and then she left the medical field because she was so frustrated. Um, and now she talks all about how the medical system is failing all of us. Um, but we talked about one of those things, her hormonal struggles after being on the pill for most of her life. And her doctor's like, oh, it's fine. You know, now she's really battling the, um, the effects of that. She told us about the Flexner report, which I'd never heard of. And it details how um, Rockefeller and Carnegie, you know, these um, very wealthy men in the kind of early to mid-1900s, essentially killed holistic medicine in America because um, they offered grants to the best medical schools with this one caveat that only an allopathic based curriculum could be taught. So, you know, basically they systematically dismantled the courses of these schools by removing any mention of the natural healing power of herbs and plants um, or even the importance of diet to health. And they went, you know, straight to um, pharmaceutical model. And so this is a huge reason why our medical system is such a hot mess today. And I thought that was an interesting, um, interesting roots to that. Okay, episode 148 was COVID prep pack. You know, I shared some, um, I shared my Omicron experience and talked about the supplements that I used, which is basically um, the ones that we have used and we talked about in some of the other ones with the immune and stuff. Um, but I think one of the interesting things that come out of this podcast was we talked about fever and how important fever is. It's a healing mechanism of the body. We don't get fever from a bacteria or a virus. It's our body's response to it um, to kind of heat it up and kill it. <laughs> so if, you know, it's better to not suppress fever. If you're kind of have a low grade fever, a lot of us just automatically grab the Tylenol, right? And um, that really is number one, hard on the liver, Tylenol is hard on the liver, but um, we're also killing that healing mechanism in our body. So I talked about how I did not suppress my fever and I was hot, hot, hot when I had COVID, but I got over it. Um, okay. Episode 150, what is a biblical diet? So we talked about um, the alpha and omega concept, the fact that the way that we ate in the beginning in the garden with Adam and Eve, you know, who did not eat meat and how we will eat at the end once Jesus comes back 
Um, and we will presumably be back to vegan as, you know, as it hints to in Isaiah 11. So kind of vegan at the beginning, vegan at the end, but it's not the same as, as we're eating here in the middle, you know, when God gave us meat. And again, I think this whole plant and meat debate is one of the biggest in the biblical health community. And I will always be team meat because God gave it to us. <laughs> And he even specified what kind. You know, we've talked about that several times. I did several times this year in these podcasts. Um, it's not to say I don't recognize that it's good to do some plant-based detox. Detoxes, I do them seasonally, as I mentioned in the winter solstice episode. Um, and so there you go. Episode 151 was healing hormones uh, naturally with Dr. Beth Cook. We learned a lot talking to Dr. Cook. You know, and the bottom line is that, like most things when it comes to health, Hormonal regulation is very much dependent on gut health, on adrenal health, uh, because as you age and you move into perimenopause and menopause, your adrenals take over making your hormones. And if you're completely stressed all the time and your adrenals are fried, they can't make the hormones you need. And so fat is another, um, we, it's considered an endocrine organ now. And so it's another place that can make hormones as we age. And so if our adrenals are fried, and can't do it, then our body's going to rely more on our fat to do it, you know, so it's going to, it's going to tend, our bodies will tend to hold on to more fat. So we have something to help us make hormones. Does that make sense? Um, also, as we age, and we lose our primary estrogen, you know, there's three different estrogens. And as we lose our strongest form of estrogen, and, um, and we, we make that weaker form of estrogen, our body tends to not manage carbs as well. And so as we age, we may not be able to handle as many carbs as we used to, uh, more may, may be turned into fat, you know, so we can crank out the estrogen. Um, and also Dr. Cook and I talked about the importance of testing. We both love the Dutch test um, for looking at cortisol and estrogen metabolites. That was really good stuff. Also had Dr. Cook come speak to my Christian Health Club members, and that was an awesome um, Zoom, Q&A Zoom that we did. Um, okay, episode 152, the iron episode with uh, Michael Rutherford, um, who's also a, an NTP. This one was way information, a lot of information and, and nerd out heavy. <laughs> I loved it. The bottom line is that you can't access, uh, assess, excuse me, assess your iron by just your ferritin level. Um, and when we do look at iron, whether it's a deficiency or overload, you know, there are other factors to consider. We do want to look at TIBC, transferrin, and percent saturation. Those are some other uh, markers that you want to have checked. You need a healthy gut to be able to properly, properly utilize iron. And what many think of as iron deficiency is really a copper deficiency. You need copper to be able to use iron. Liver pills are a great way to get copper and some iron, especially liver pills that include spleen. Um, when you get one of those organ blends. And if you have any iron issues at all, either way, listen to this episode before you make any decisions and get a very um, blood chemistry literate person to read your blood labs. Okay, episode 153, Ancient Physician Wisdom, the episode about my um, ancient boyfriend, <laughs> my ancient crush, Hippocrates, who lived and practiced medicine around 350 BC. I wanted to do this episode because we don't have a lot of direct physician information in the Bible, but the way Hippocrates practiced, um, you know, he lived before Jesus, but kind of, you know, in those times, um, the way that he practiced Hippocrates mirrors the Genesis prescription, you know, using sunlight, fasting, real food, rest. He was the one that said, you know, all disease begins in the gut. You know, he said that 2,500 years ago. 
which we now know is true. He said, let medicine be your food and food be your medicine. You know, his approach and his insight just blow me away. And I think our medical system would do well to go back and study um, the work of Hippocrates. Okay, um, episode 154, we're getting closer to the end here, y'all was super fasting for spiritual feasting. And that is what we're doing each week right now in Feast to Fast for Lent. We're taking one day each week to fast a little bit longer than we normally do and taking that time to feast on the Lord. One of the awesome benefits of fasting longer is the sharpened mental clarity that you get, which creates this environment for hearing God better. You know, fasting cleans our brains. And so I just... It's no surprise, you know, that God designed us with the means to clear our brains so we can hear him better. You know, fasting enhances our spiritual experience. We are called to fast. And when we do, it puts us in the position of receiving his guidance more clearly. Okay, in the last episode, 155, the one we just did last week was the state of receiving food with Ellen Roofs. And um, we, I, it was just a, a beautiful way to, to end this year of podcasting, my um, podcasting birthday year. We talked about the state of receiving and that we have to be in an active posture of receiving not only our food, but really our blessings. I think, you know, the super fasting goes with that. But also we specifically talked about um, the digestive process and the way that our body receives food and, and our part in that by being seated, being in a parasympathetic state, chewing well, um, and just, you know, and really reaching out to our healer to receive our healing. Love that. Oh my gosh, friends, that was a lot. I'm sorry, like I said, I talked really fast. Um, but like I said, I hope that was a helpful review or introduction to what we do here on the Christian Health Club podcast. These episodes are full of scripture and Jesus-loving guests. Um, we didn't talk about a lot of scripture today, but um, we do absolutely more than weave it through uh, most of the episodes here. Um, but like I said, I urge you to go back and listen to the ones you haven't or we listen to ones that would be relevant to you right now. Um and please don't forget to leave a podcast, a, a podcast review on Apple Podcasts. It would be such a gift to me if you enjoy, um, enjoy this. Like I said, it really helps me reach uh, more people. And that is my mission. That is my calling. And I appreciate when you help me do that. Um, and I appreciate you for listening um, so much. It is the biggest blessing in the world um, to be able to connect with you this way. And I, I just hope it blesses you. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.